0: Sometimes you got to roll up the sleeves and dive back in. All right. I always talk about, Hey, if there's a hole that needs to be dug, guess what? I got to grab a shovel too, get that hole dug. But what you got to understand as the leader is how do I keep myself from being stuck in that hole, keep myself from being the guy that's still digging down because you know what, as the leader, you have to be looking for what other holes need to be dug. What other buildings need to be built.
1: You've got to get around people that are doing the shit you want to be doing on the level and volume of what you want to be doing. Go in and be the damn student. I could learn every person in this room. Think about how you talk about your business. Yes, passion sells, but you can't carry on a real conversation outside the passion. You're going to lose. So the whole point of all of this is one, show up as you, fucking loud. Two, get yourself in freaking rooms that scare the shit out of you. It's really about looking at those things that you know will move the business forward and doing them anyways. Thank you for allowing me to always show up as me and thank you for showing up as you. Welcome to Growth Mode. Otis, I've been working on myself for a number of years, and I'm, I promise you, I know you know this, but building a business is the best way to meet the dude in the mirror. There's nothing else that'll show you what you're made of better than building a business. My question, starting out the gate, is as I continue to evolve into a leadership role being CEO of my company, how do I figure out or how do I introspectively look at myself and dive further into who I am and my leadership style?
0: Well, first off, the fundamentals are you have to lead yourself, right? So right. leading yourself, one of one of my key principles that I like to use—not really a principle, but it's a technique—is for understanding self-awareness and mindfulness and how you show up, and that's energy levels. And I'll give you—I'll give you the quick down and dirty kind of the not even the reader's digest. We're going to do the reader's digest of the reader's digest of these energy levels. Okay. So there's seven levels of energy. We take these seven levels, we put them into two categories. Positive and negative. Positive, anabolic, expansive, exciting. Let's do it again. More, and more, and more, right? I can't wait. Negative, catabolic, sucking the oxygen out of the room. I like to res- describe it to, to my military guys, and you'll appreciate this. It feels like you're wearing a workout vest, a ballistic vest, 100-pound rucksack, and an EOD blast suit. that's what negative energy feels like it is physically and mentally draining and the key to this whole thing is i'm not going to go into all seven levels unless you want to dive into those but the key to this is understanding that in the end and the beginning you get to choose it's all about the choice you make nothing's going to make you happy nothing's going to make you pissed off unless you decide it i can i can walk up head over to your office, take me a couple of hours to get there, head over to your office, smack you in the face and you get to choose. Thank you very much, Otis, I appreciate that. Or mute mother and post me back. It's a choice, it's all a choice. And once you start deciding that I'm choosing to be pissed off in this moment, I'm choosing to be happy, guess what? You get back in control. That's self-awareness and mindfulness. It is huge, it's a huge self power to understand. And here's here's why it's important. When we are pissed off, all we see is red. We have, we have blinders on and the survival blinders come on. Survival blinders put us into a fight or flight mode, right? Yep. And we don't see solutions. When we're positive, think about that time that you're walking down the street, maybe downtown Roanoke, right? And you're walking around Weatherford or whatever like that, and you're in downtown, and you're like, oh, check that out over there. What's that over there? Oh, man, let's go over there. Or my okay. favorite, being a Texas boy myself, I'm driving down the road, that farm road, back backcountry road, and I see that old F-100 stepsides hmm. in front of the farmer's house. And I'm like, yep. man, I should stop, make him an offer, and buy that, because I could build that thing up. That'd be a freaking... Really cool-ass pickup truck to drive. That's positive energy because I'm seeing opportunity. If I was pissed off, I'd probably drive by that and go, look at that piece of crap sitting in that guy's yard. What a junk. What a piece. But if I'm positive, if I've chosen to be positive in the moment, I see that pickup truck, the exact same pickup truck, and I'm like, damn, that's cool. I want to, I can really have some fun with that. That's where we can start to make changes in our life. That positive energy, we see opportunity, we create opportunities for ourselves, and we're in a positive state of mind. All right, this is gonna be fun.
1: So (laughs) I'm not a woo-woo guy at all, all right? So uh, uh, I I believe there's a real thing of toxic positivity Um, and motherfuckers telling themselves that they gotta be positive all the time. I wanna punch everybody in the face. Um, So where's the line then? Because look, building a business is fucking hard. I don't give a shit who says otherwise, right? Um, there's just a lot of moving parts, a lot of decisions that have to be made, a lot of fast decisions that often have to be made in business. So emotions do play a part because you're regulating yourself. You're keeping the fate of other people in in your hands. You know, you're trying to make the right calls and move forward. You know, trying to be Mr. Positivity all the time is fucking pointless because oftentimes no rage. Rage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right, right. I mean, sometimes rage has been one of my greatest tools to find the breakthrough I need because I got so pissed off over something that I'm like, "Ooh, we can fix that." Right. So, so walk me through it because I always hear this positivity crap, and and I don't always wrap my head around it because I know the power of both emotions.
0: Yeah. Well, first off, it all comes down to being authentic. True. Well, if you're if you're bullshitting yourself. You're not being authentic. If you're walking around, you know, you, when you first started talking about that, you reminded me of aerosol school, Fort Campbell, when I was 20-something. And, you know, you had to say aerosol every time your left foot hit the ground. And it was just this silly stuff. And we started saying false motivation is the key to graduation. <laughs> and that was the lesson I learned many, many years ago. And I still think of that even, even today because it's, I can't BS myself. I'm I gotta be authentic with myself and I authentically choose. Yeah, it's okay. I'm by the way, I wasn't saying there it's it's wrong to be pissed off. I was saying it's a choice to be pissed off. And if you want to be pissed off, then be pissed off and fucking take action. Because that's that's the thing that happens, right? You mentioned it. Man, I got pissed off and I got this done. Yeah, because you got pissed off and you're like, damn, I'm fucking tired of this shit, and we're gonna blur through it, right? That's okay. You made a decision to do that and you took action to put fire in your belly and say, let's fix this right now. Stop everything. This is fucking bullshit. Let's take action. Boom. And you attacked it. That's negative energy. Yes. What you don't realize that happens, you know, the the I always look at this as pros and cons, not not positive and negative pros and cons. So the pro to that is you took action, boom, blowing it through. The con to that is maybe there was a better choice over here. Maybe there was a better choice over here. But that's okay, right? In the moment you said, no, this is fucked up. we got to fix this right now. We're taking action and moving forward. All right. Yeah. That's, that's okay. The, the secret to this, and going back to what I was talking about earlier, that, that, that mindfulness and self-awareness, is that it's a conscious choice, realizing that, you know what? I'm fucking pissed off. I'm going to be pissed off. God damn it. And we're going to take action right now. I'm in control. I'm deciding I don't want to be pissed off. There's nothing wrong with that. There's pros and cons to it, but there's nothing wrong with it. It's a choice.
1: That can be really hard. You know, I had Chris Dady on, on and he said something that blew my fucking mind. I'd never heard anybody say this before, but he said... Your mind doesn't want you to be present because it's the only time it's not in control. When you're thinking in the future, right, you're projecting, telling yourself stories. When you're thinking in the past, you're fabricating things you thought happened or remembering things. Your mind can control those two things, but it can't control the right now. Mm -hmm. Right. And I I promise you, I I do my best to go right here, right now, right here, Mm -hmm. right now. And I don't know what to do with it. (laughs) If I'm completely honest, right? I'm like, okay, I'm going for a walk. Am I fucking looking at the rocks? Am I looking at the grass? I mean, what do I do if I'm right here right now? I mean, my wife may be in the room. What do I do? Do I just focus on her? I mean,
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> do I just focus on my wife when she's in the room? Oh,
1: right.
0: <laughs> Uh By the way, uh, miss Suzanne, yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> I love you, Elizabeth. <laughs> right. Right, But but how do you, I mean, because really, I mean, in that moment that you're supposed to be right here, yeah. taking ownership control of all your things, I mean, that's either stupid fast thinking or I'm missing a step.
0: Here, here's the way I like to look at it, and you hit on some of this already, is, is the past cannot be changed. The past, your, your choice on the past and the memories of the past is it's your schoolhouse or your prison. Okay. That's, right. that's number one. Number two future is unknown and is uncontrollable. We cannot control the future. All we have is the present moment. The thing about the present moment is the present moment creates the future that we want. And when we think about the actions that we're taking in this moment, I'm setting up my future in the moment. And I can intentionally do that by even right now where we're talking i'm I'm thinking oh i want to lead us this way by saying this or that right but i'm doing that in the present moment to move towards future can i guarantee that's the subject we're going to go the rabbit we're going to chase in that hole i don't know but by saying certain things i might lead us that way or i may not but as long as i'm thinking about what i'm doing the actions i'm taking in this very moment because the moment we have right now as your friend said it's all you got yeah and i create the future i want by the actions i take in this moment so
1: then take into account as a leader as a dude right there's so many actions that could be taken so We throw a lot of theories at the world saying, okay, these are the beliefs I think I should be doing to -hmm. move forward. You do said things, and then you put benchmarks against those going, okay, was that the right move or not? And then you're constantly weighing pros and cons of moving decisions forward. And I make very, very fast decisions, so much so that Jerry Mack, my coach, looked at me and said, I'm going to tell you something. You're not allowed to do a fucking thing with it. Like, don't start, right? So I'd never had a coach tell me not to start. It was kind of interesting. Um, so, so in all of that, where, where am I making the right decisions, making the right moves if it's in the moment and you're mm-hmm. trying not to base it off the past, but you have to, because right history tells us a lot of things,
0: um, but you're also trying to project a future where you're trying to get to. So first off. Everything you've done, seen, felt, experienced, and had happen around you in the environment that you've had has created the person you are in this very moment right True. now. True. So that's, that's understanding number one. Understanding number two is the values that you have in your life are the values that drive your decisions. And understanding what those values are and being aware of those values even in a reactionary sense, those values still drive your decision. Back to the negative energy, right? When yep. we put the blinders on because we have to go, we have to fix this, we have to unfuck this, go right now. My values are still there. My values, even though I'm not, I'm not doing the analysis, I'm not sitting back doing a course of action analysis and then comparing the options da, 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 and all that sort of stuff. I'm taking immediate action with what yep. I perceive has the best solution. And that that is the basis of who you are. Now you can change that. You can change that, but it's not going to happen like this by changing your values, changing your perspective. As we go along and we make those decisions and go, oh shit, that was wrong. All right. So now I've already got that logged in my head in the reactionary sense. Because if I'm about if I'm in the kitchen and the stove's on and I'm slipping and falling. And I, my hand is going to the stove to grab. I've already learned that lesson. I'm still in reactionary mode, right? Because I'm about yep. to fall. I know that I'm going to pull that hand back so that it doesn't go into the hot stove. Right? Yep. We're doing that. We, we, we live those things in our mind as we live and as we go forward. That's the analysis that we can put ourselves into learn in learning back to the school, schoolhouse, or prison of our past, right? Yeah. I learned a long time ago, burning my hand on the stove. That's, that's part of my schoolhouse. That's not a prison. Right? So now I know I'm around that hot stove. I'm gonna be careful. Even if I'm slipping and falling or that pot or whatever is going, I'm gonna, whoa, don't do that All right.
1: Well, then that leads me right into one of my biggest struggles, which is I, I am the, hear an idea, take immediate action. Let's go. So. I'm constantly with the team going, okay, this is the next thing we're going to do. Okay, Mm -hmm. this is the next thing we're going to do. And then I'll come back oftentimes and go, okay, yeah, we're not doing that one. That was just me jumping a gun too fast, right? Um, Let's go do this thing. Mm -hmm. How do I stop that, for lack of a better word, or slow it down enough that I'm not having the team building crap out and doing things um, unintentionally? How painful is the mistake? It's never really painful because there's there not go. that much
0: heavy lift to go. Then, right. then you're not going to change unless you decide, right? You can make the choice to change or you can let pain drive but, the change.
1: And, and I hear that all the time. People are like, okay, yeah. you, you, you can make the choice to say, well, fuck, I, you know, okay, I choose the what, change. What's your, right? what's your
0: learning cycle? What do you mean? So when you do that and you say, ah, that was the right solution, back to what we were talking about in the green room, what are the indicators- going back what's the root cause analysis do you ever go back and look at what were the indicators that i might have missed or assumed one way mm-hmm. or the other
1: yeah i i can't i can't honestly say that i go back and self analyze mm-hmm. afterwards a whole lot i'm i'm more of all right we fucked that up let's just keep running okay that
0: uh, that's a technique
1: fair <laughs> is it the right
0: technique is it a technique <laughs> Hey, there's only one person that decides that, just like there's only one person that decides whether or not you're successful, and that's you. Well, Is that come right
1: on. we all we all want the silver bullet, right? Uh, and we and we know that there's no silver bullet. In the same
0: sentence, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean nope. that goes back to the being authentic, man. Don't yep. bullshit yourself. 100. percent
1: Should hmm. I go back and start reevaluating? You know why I took that course of action? Because I had I had a, a an epiphany with another guest, and that's why I love doing the style of podcast. Mm-hmm. And during our conversation, I realized that truly knowing yourself is, and you've said this for the most part, it's understanding why you're having the emotions you're having, what caused those emotions to come into play. And so I've done a better job of analyzing why I'm doing certain things, but not always great at it. What I'm thinking through now is some of these decisions were financial decisions based on a short-term game versus a long-term, you know, play. And depending on what's going on inside of a business life, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, that can be often type thing.
0: They don't want the microwave solution. Fuck yes, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Um. So, how do we recognize that it's in a a a quick emotional? decision or choice we're making versus it's a practical business decision.
0: Ask yourself how much time you have, because uh, I'm going to share with you, I've got a couple of things that are running around in my head. And the first one that's that's popping into my head, uh, I call it the trust triad of leadership. Okay. So the trust triad of leadership, number one, trust yourself. Trust yourself, trust the the decisions that you make in the moment that you make them with the information you have in the time that you have to make that decision to be the best that you can be. Trust that decision that you make. Number two, trust your team. Trust your team to do the job you hired them and are paying them to do. Otherwise, why are you paying them? Why are you paying that guy to build you a website If you're calling them up every 15 minutes and supervising them, got them on Zoom, share screen, all those sort of things to build you a website, why are you paying them? You know, by the way, while you're doing his job, you're micromanaging him or her in that position, who's doing your job? Trust your team, trust that, trust your team to do the job you're paying them to do. And when those two pieces of the triad are in place, the, the final leg, your team trusts you comes into play. And when your team trusts you, then they believe that every decision that you make has the best interests of the organization in mind. It's not about you making more money, getting a higher IPO, uh, getting a promotion, getting a bigger bonus. They believe that every decision that you make as a leader has the best interests of the organization in mind. Trust yourself, trust your team, and your team trusts you. That's the trust triad. So, with that in mind, keeping that in mind, you have to start looking at how do I get better. If I make, if I take action, if I'm an action guy, because I'm the same way. Uh, you know, I'm 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 willing to take some pauses. You know, I'm somebody, trying.
1: I'm trying. Somebody,
0: somebody <laughs> sent me an email, and I was like, "Damn, you can get me a hundred million and in, in just six months, man! <laughs> dang, I got to dive into this. I got to talk to this. That, that's that's exactly what I. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, take action. Boom, 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 boom. Because that's you know. In some cases, in some points in life, you got to live that way. But you got to ask yourself, Do I have a moment to pause? Do I have a moment to reflect? I'm going to share with you one other thing I want you to think about, and this these two coincide the the triad, but it's the five steps to building a team of continuous improvement with a culture of success. And as part of, I've taken Bruce Tuckman's. Form, Norm, Storm, and I've expanded it to how to make a great team in these five steps. So form me, everybody comes together, kind of the the name tag sort of thing. Where's your desk? What do you do? Where are you from? I don't know. What's your name? Oh, okay. Got you. Norman. Okay. Oh, so that's what you do? Man, you're pretty good at that. I'm starting to understand what you do. I understand how I fit in. I'm understanding the mission, why we're all brought together, right? Because there has to be a reason that we're together as a team. So now we're all understanding our mission, how we feed into it, what my part is, how I add value to it. Storming. Storming is, man, we are running at full speed. I know what you're going to do before you do it. I know how you're going to react. I know how you're going to show up no matter the situation. It's also called flow. Great book, Stealing Fire Behind Me, Uh, It talks about flow, and that is where we all want to operate. But you can't. Because you can't stay in that state because the environment and world and people change constantly. So once we've achieved flair, once we've achieved that storming stage, guess what we got to do? We got to pause. We got to step back and say, what did we do right? We got to assess. We got to look at it and say, well, maybe we could do this better. What do we do? What can we build on? Build on success? What can we fix? What are we missing? Are we missing the capability? Do we need more people? Do we need less people? Got too many people doing it. That's when a good team starts to become a great team. But this final step is where greatness really happens, and that is adapting. I'm going to take what we've assessed, what we've identified, and I'm going to implement that. I'm going to make those changes in our organization. Like, oh, hey, guys, if you hear me ready to go. And by, by the way, I had, a, had another entrepreneur on our, sh- on our show a while back who had the same problem. that He basically told them to stop. Whenever I throw out good ideas, just, just don't start it for a day. <laughs> what he literally told the team to do, wait 24 hours and I'll come back and see that it's not the right thing. But that is the assessment stage. And when we assess, now we've changed our process, our technique our procedures, our personnel, our capability, or maybe even the mission of that organization. And we go right back to forming. So we go forming, norming, storming, assessing, and adapting. And when you do that, when you take those moments, those last two moments, that's the difference between, yeah, we're doing okay. And man, we're fucking kicking ass. Holy shit, we're blowing it out of the water. That's the differentiator in having a good team to a great team to a highly successful, highly performing organization that just fucking blows it out of the water.
1: Now, I like that. I, I think my, my favorite portion in that was telling the team to sit on it for 24 hours to <laughs> see if it's a good
0: great I, technique. I tell you what.
1: Right. I, 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 I think
0: Michael will write that one down and implement it tomorrow. I,
1: I think you're right. I think you I think my, my, my team would be uh, appreciative of it, you know? um, So I wasn't born in a leadership role, you know, type. I, I, I somehow typically find myself self-selecting into a leadership position. Um, I don't know that I've always been picked as the leader in the room, but I always found myself there. Um. Sorry, I'm
0: laughing because sometimes you're the guy that's still standing when everybody took a step back.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Right? Yep. Right? I've been there. Yep. <laughs> so the, 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 the trick for me is I've never had to lead people hardly yet throughout my life. Not in a, a direct report type of way. You know, I've always been a sales guy. I've always... You know, I've led some sales teams that did a lot of sales training, but this is really my first stunt role of being a true leader in a leadership role as CEO of a company. And, you know, there's a lot of things I have no idea what the hell I'm doing, just kind of figuring it out as I go along. Um, that's been my MO for life is just let's bang my head against the wall until something works, you know. So- it's a technique. <laughs> <laughs> it's a technique. Um, well, for, for 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 what am I forty six? I will promise you for forty five years of my life, I was uncoachable. For some reason, had a chip on my shoulder. Wasn't going to take advice from people. Felt like I fucking knew everything. Um, and it took me having to take some good licks for I'm like, all right, there's got to be a better way. I still don't take advice very well. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know if it's my upbringing or whatever else, but uh somebody telling me what to do that's why i've got to be very selective with people i talk to about business and how i get coached because if you point me in a direction by god i'm going um and so i have got to trust the person to give me the direction that it's the right damn move to make you know um i'm very 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 cautious in that in that realm i'll
0: make that mistake believe me uh
1: how many stupid shit have you built in your company because somebody said hey you should do this and then you turn around go what the hell was i thinking Um. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so as I continue to develop, um, as a, the CEO of the company, how do I recently, this is a better question. Recently, I, you know, had an incident where I got too close to one of the staff um, and we became buddies mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with becoming buddies, but, um, the buddy wasn't holding up his end of the bargain. Right. And so now that person is no longer with the company. So, how do I navigate that? Let's be friends. Let's hang out. Let's shoot the shit. Let's, well,
0: let's get the damn work done. There, there's no, there's no line. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I, I learned this the hard way also. So, I had an NCO teach me this. I think it was, I want to say it was when I was a, a squad leader, a Lursu squad leader when I, when I was in the, uh, Texas army national guard, uh,
1: I'm sorry, the army. I didn't catch that.
0: The, the Texas army national guard. I mean, the <laughs> lone star division. That's what we were <laughs> left the patch somewhere. It's behind. There it is.
1: You got a little, some shit back there. You then need to clean up. <laughs>
0: I was, Lord, I was a Lursu, a uh, long-range reconnaissance surveillance guy, uh, part, of, part of the division unit. And uh, one of my NCOs told me this when I became a squad leader. And looking back on it, it was really bad advice. It was, he said, don't get personal with any of your soldiers because you're going to have to send them to die, and that will influence your decision to die, to send them on a mission. And, and And I carried that with me into my first... First assignment as a lieutenant, a uh, platoon leader. Uh, and, and it was really awkward. And, and I would, when guys would start talking about family and this, that, and the other, I'd kind of separate myself out of the conversation and, and all that sort of stuff. And when I realized when I became a Green Beret, because the the, the culture is so much different in, a, in an operational detachment, Alpha, and ODA, those 12 men, uh, I had to know what their life was like. I had to know what kind of family they have. And I had to know what was going on at home because it affects their performance every day. Because there is no work, life, and life. It is all life.
1: All integrated. percent all
0: life. So back to your question about, can I be friendly with a partner, a subordinate? Yeah. But you also have to, you have to put your big boy pants on when the time comes and say, hey, fellas, which I did many times as a Green Beret in charge of guys out doing operations and the fuck off start stuff would start and be like, that's it. Stop. And we went right back to, you know what? I mean, it, it almost felt like, you know, mom and dad sort of thing. We had a couple okay. of those incidents one time where, where my team sergeant and I had to play mom and dad in, in ground, to, you know ground a couple of guys for some shit they got into right Uh um, yep but the point of this is is you have to understand your team you have to know what's making them tick back to that storming stage and understanding who they are why they are why they're there what are they doing there what's their purpose how does that align with your vision of the organization do they see themselves with your vision we can come back to that in a minute too Cause I think that's a really key piece to that CEO position for you. But it it's, it's okay to put your arm around them and say, dude, man, that freaking sucks. Your dog died. God, I remember my dog, man. Right. I hate that, man. We went through some really tough, you need to take some time off. You need... Mission first reminds me of mission... one of my key leadership tenants, mission first people. Always. I'm not taking care of my people. I got to know who my people are. They aren't, Just that guy that's there for eight hours a day, Monday through Friday. There's a whole lot more of life going on. Remember what we talked about your past, everything you've done, seen, been experienced and felt and tasted up until this very moment is who you are. That's part of them and knowing that their dog died or they're going through a divorce or their kids sick or, or maybe some bills got mixed up or whatever that affects their performance. And you gotta be able to see that. And know that. And then as their leader, if they are not performing, two expectations, you got to ask yourself, number one, did I tell them what I expect of them? Mm. Number two, did I provide them all the resources and training they needed to be successful? And if I answer positive on both of those, being truly authentic to myself and not BSing myself. Then the third question comes in, are they incapable of performing this job that I've put them in, mm. then, then it's time to say, all right, you need to go. Because I've, I've told you what, what you need to do. I've given you all the resources and all the training and you've confirmed and we've walked back through it. You know, the, the old, uh, 90 day improvement plan mm-hmm. and all those sort of things we've done all that. And you're still not performing then i tell you what that you are not a good fit for our organization i am going to help you find a better organization for you to fit into that's leadership it's tough but that's the conversation you got to have no fun having it you know because it's not all happy go lucky you know yeah rainbows man i'm giving you a bonus i love to do that remember that you know giving you a writing that bonus check there's nothing better than that as a leader in business. Right, give them somebody a promotion, giving them an award, recognizing them in front of everybody. That's great. But you know what? A real leader still has to do the hard stuff. And that is, dude, you ain't doing, you ain't the right fit. And I'm sorry. We're going to, we're going to do this right. I'm not firing you today. I'm going to give you two weeks and we're going, I'm going to set you up with a recruiter, a headhunter. who's a friend of mine. And I'm going to give you a business coach or transition coach or whatever you want to call it to help you figure out what it is you should be doing. Because I believe in you as a human being and you're not a piece of shit. Now, there are some times when those people are a piece of shit. You <laughs> Right. Come yet, and you just got to come away right away and not do anything for them. Okay. But generally speaking, our team, we want to take care of that person. They're a human being. Right? 100%. I mean, 100%. So well, you want to take that bit. I really appreciate thing?
1: that. So we've gotten to know each other pretty damn well, Otis. I yeah. feel like can, I, can, I can flip the script a little bit on you at the moment, and you're going to be like, hell yeah, let's run. So I'm going to give you carte blanche to fucking straight up coach me. However, you would typically coach somebody, freaking come at me. However, you
0: would traditionally approach coaching a client, no hold barred. I'll put it on the table. All right, so uh way I always start my calls off, or what are three wins since the last time we talked? Uh three wins, because we always want to build on and celebrate success. Give me three wins.
1: Yep, for sure. Uh, one, we brought Julie into company when we had to let a person go, and she is stepping up uh, and getting ramped up and giving me somewhat peace of mind. Uh, I'm heading out this weekend to go to a Renaissance Festival. It's one of my favorite things in the world to do. So it's just a chance to get the fuck away with the wife and friends. Um the uh the third one, I think we're finally at the tipping point um of the company. You know, it really feels like um we we got one more piece of the puzzle we gotta figure out, man. We figure that piece out and we are
0: heading off to some really, really nice places. But so uh those are probably the three biggest. Awesome. Awesome. Those are awesome, man. I'm excited for you and I'm I'm envisioning you eating that big ass turkey leg this year. So, hell yes, hell yes. <laughs> 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 That's what association associates with the resonance fair All right, what's a blocker or an obstacle? Something that in your head is is said to you. Nah, here, here's a here's a great example. I don't want to call that guy because you know he's really busy. when I want to talk to him about it. isn't that important, or you know, uh, mine's um,
1: really easy. So um, because of the recent scenario inside the company, I'm having to do a lot of additional work. Um and a bunch of stuff that I didn't learn before, um, you know, I put trust and, and an employee gave them ownership over it and I never checked it. Right. Which is 100 percent my bad. Right. So um, now I think I'm finally starting to get to that place where I don't want to give it up again. And it, it's, you know, because I'm worried, will I understand it enough to be able to make the move? So now I'm completely overwhelming myself with all the things that I'm doing and to get myself back to the point where there's just not enough hours in the day.
0: Yeah. Uh I usually ask, well, what would you like to focus on today? But I think that's what you want to focus on today. And and here's what I here's what I tell you, because I have another client doing the exact same thing. They're about they're about uh probably about 60 days ahead of you, interestingly okay. enough all right and the exact he's a ceo exact same situation and yes sometimes you got to roll up the sleeves and dive back in all right i always talk about hey if there's a hole that needs to be dug guess what i gotta grab a shovel too get that hole dug but what you got to understand as the leader is how do i keep myself from being stuck in that hole keep myself from being the guy that's still digging down Because, you know what, as the leader, you have to be looking for what other holes need to be dug, what other buildings need to be built. And if you're head down in the business, working in the business, remember that old saying, working in, right on? You've got to have, as soon as you dive into that crisis mode, 100% got to do it, crisis mode. But as soon as you step into crisis mode, you got to be thinking about how do I extract myself, extract myself out. So what's your plan to extract yourself out of being in the business doing the day-to-day operations is not doing what a CEO should do which is what up or out up and out sorry
1: <laughs> up or out get the fuck out um yeah, the the <laughs> uh, interesting play f- for for me is there's a financial gap that has to be reached to mm-hmm. be able to extract myself from some of this so um and there's some things that have to be done. So there's, there's a slight roadmap, not a, not a great one. Um, the slight roadmap is we're going to be rebuilding the entire back-end company. You know, everything stays functioning, running forward. So, But it, I'll be in the mess of it until that gets rebuilt and put together. What's um, the time one? We don't know yet. That's part of the struggle um, because of we don't understand how long the build's going to
0: take. Um, cause we literally had to start from scratch. All right. What I, what I would throw at you to think about is, well, what's the outcome? What's the outcome look like? What are so, the, what are the key? Go ahead, go ahead. Tell me.
1: Yeah, no, so, so where I'd need to get to is I need to have two full-time staff sitting on that program, uh, mm-hmm. monitoring that program. I need a full-time staff sitting on, uh, our internal, um, membership You know, program as well, Um, and I need to figure out how to get more crap off my plate so I can go be the face of the damn company where I need to be. Um, But there's a revenue gap to backfill all those those
0: positions. Mm -hmm. So that's not an outcome. Those are all action steps. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. What What is the outcome you want to achieve? Say it a different way. Um, what's the vision when you get back to, when you get to this, this point where. uh,
1: uh, Fair, fair. So I want to have the the chapters going all across North America and stay focused there so that I'm flying in and doing in-person events and the likes. That's what we're trying to get to. Because one thing that we found is the groups do amazingly well on their own. But when I come into a territory, it really lights up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's typical because you are the, the power and the personality of the organization, right? Yep. So you you've come really close, but I want to take a step back. And what I challenge you to do is one of my favorite tools to help guys see where to go is create the ideal day. Now, That's not something we can do right this minute because it takes some time. But I'm going to explain to you what the ideal day is. And, oh, by the way, it's not an arbitrary ideal day. We're recording this on the 25th of October, 2028. And I want you to write down on your piece of paper, ideal day, 25 October, 2028. I think I said that. I messed up. Today is 2023. (laughs) I want you to think the morning of October 25th 2028, 20, you wake up in the morning and already you're feeling like, damn, my back feels pretty good today. Why is my back feel good? Right? And you go throughout the day and everything just kind of happens. You got to drive into town. and As you're driving into town, you keep hitting all the green lights. It's like, man, this is looking pretty good. You know what? They give you an extra, extra squirt of whipped cream on your fancy latte as you go by the Starbucks or the local Hopefully the local coffee place can get it. Right. Right. Just, just these little things just kind of happen throughout the day. And, and at the end of the day, when you put your hair brown on your pillow next to your wife, you think to yourself, Holy shit, this was a fucking great day. Not a perfect day. I didn't say perfect. I said ideal. Because what we're going to do is we're going to set this up. We're going to create the feeling, the taste, the vision for what this day looks like and the devil is in the details if you set your alarm at 5 30 and you wake up at 5 29 that's part of it do i wake up before my alarm or do i wake up to my alarm when i get up out of bed do i take a piss do i brush my teeth do i go outside and have a cigarette what's the first thing that i do if i go into the gym i go for a run what's the drive like driving to the gym What's the workout like if I'm working out in my basement? What's the run like? Am I running on a golf course, a a trail, uh, in the woods, out in the prairie? All these sort of things. We're creating this picture in our mind. And this picture in our mind is the secret to the success of the ideal day because it we're, we're creating this image. And I call this the red truck syndrome. Red truck syndrome is I never saw a red pickup truck until the day I decided I wanted to buy a red F-150. And when I decided I wanted to buy a red F-150, guess what I saw at every freaking intersection? Red a red F- pickup truck. I go to Walmart, there's three of them in the parking lot. Go across the street to the Home Depot, there's four more in the Home Depot parking lot. Like, Where the hell did they all come from? Was there a run on red pickup trucks last night? No, it was not important information last night until the moment I decided this is what I want. And when I decide this is what I want, the filters in my mind change and start to look to fulfill what I need, what I say I want. That's a survival instinct. I'm a hunter. And you know what? I can see things that most people can't see because when I'm out hunting, my mind is attuned to that elk, that deer, that antelope. I can see the shape. I can see the patterns and pick it out because my mind, I've told my mind that vision, that image is important to me. The same thing happens with the ideal day. That's why the details are so important, because we're creating this image in our mind to pursue. And that image becomes your vision. And your vision, when we have a vision, because we're take the details, we're, we're reverse engineering this, right? Let does everybody always say? Create this vision, and then we dribble it down. That's too hard. That's all this, this wazoo stuff, Right. I mean, how many years have I been doing strategy? That's we start off with strategy. I'm telling you, start off with what you want a day in your life to look like ideally in five years. And you're going to take that and that becomes your vision. And when we have a vision, then we can set our goals, our objectives, our tasks, our action steps, what the hell are you doing this afternoon to move you one step closer to that ideal day. And, oh, by the way, like we said earlier, it's all life. So there ought to be something in there that's generating revenue for you. Or maybe, maybe that ideal day for you is a day fishing, a day hunting, a day on the ski slopes, a day on the beach. If that's the ideal day for you, unrestricted, realistic ideal day, remember those two words, unrestricted and realistic. How do you get there? How do you get to that point in life where you can take a full day off and surf, where you can take a full day off and hunt? How do you get there? What are the things that you need to do? What do you need to do with your business? What do you need to do with your life? Where do you need to live? Who do you need to be? All these things start to come out of that ideal day. It's a powerful tool to use. And guess what? Now that I know what my day looks like, which revolves around my business, I can create a vision for my business. And when I create a vision, a five-year vision for my business, then I can put together a five-year plan for my business. And you said you're a salesman. Guess what? Guess what part of leadership is? A key element of leadership is selling your vision to your team. If your team does not see themselves in your five-year vision, they're not going to be there in five years. They're not going to perform like they want to be there in five years. If they don't see who they are, if their vision, their personal individual vision does not align with the vision that you set for your team, your business. You're doing a couple of things wrong. You've got the wrong person and you're not explaining to them. you're not telling them how you see them fitting in. And there may be there may be a division there. That's okay, right? That may be. That, that's time for, you know, in 18 months, they need to step away because they're not going to be here in five years because they don't see themselves in five years, whatever that reason may be. They may retire, may want to stay home with kids, may want to change careers. That's okay. But this is what you do as a leader. You set that vision, especially a CEO, particularly a CEO, you set the vision for your organization and you sell it to your team and your team has to have that buy-in. And when they get that buy-in and they see themselves in that look out, man, you're going to hit storming. You're going to be hitting storming more and more.
1: I think we're so what I haven't done is, is done the ideal day. I've got the company vision Mm -hmm. and I have the, the, the team's buy-in there. Um, we know what it's going to take to get to the level we want to, um, we don't have a hundred percent the path of that's okay. That's what we're figuring out now. Mm-hmm. Um, we feel like we're at the tipping point to get there. So, so when I started the company, um, I really set out to change how the world networks, especially in a B2B game, because to be honest, we've all been to some really shitty networking where you got people trying to sell you their lotions and potions crap.
0: So I <laughs> was at one this weekend. That...
1: <laughs> right. Um, so, so, that was the first vision is let's get there, That which then created a secondary vision of how do we help as many people get to freedom through building a business? And that means it can be a selling for somebody. That means it can be running a business. didn't matter how it can help them buy them freedom. So we know to get them there, we've got to teach them a different level of networking, right? And we're getting that done, right? And we're, we're coming up with new models and new frameworks and the people, I mean, we're getting stories already of like Nicole Bernardo. We've tripled her company in six months because she's doing things just a different way, you know, and we're getting these a lot of cool stories and things like that. So I've got the, the company vision done. What I haven't done to what you were just walking through is design the ideal day. Mm-hmm. I've got a, I've got a generalized idea of what that ideal day would look like. You know i know i want to woke up wake up on a freaking you know wildlife retreat ranch it's ours with nothing that can eat us uh <laughs> you know um i want the animals but i don't want to have to take care of the animals that's somebody else's role and responsibility right you know uh but we know that we want to create a big huge ass sanctuary and the only way i can do that is to serve as many people as i possibly can from this aspect of networking right so Got that revenue side dialed in. I need to work further and more on creating out that ideal day.
0: Let me throw one more thing at you. Come on. Understand yours. Start yeah. to understand the concept. And When you, it sounds like you're getting there, start playing with it. Then teach this to your wife. Have her go to her other end. Mm-hmm. Go to the other end of the house. Create her ideal day. Y'all come back together wherever you do your family meetings at the kitchen table or whatever, over a glass of whiskey, glass of wine, glass of milk, don't matter and compare that's,
1: be that's interesting. More. I know, I, we, I know we're both aligned on the animal park. What's on that animal park is where we're, we are misaligned. She wants to do an mm-hmm. old dog retrieved, um, and I don't want to watch that many old dogs die. So <laughs> Ooh, that would be tough. That's when we're damn, not alive. am like, yeah. can we just go get all the crazy other critters and just take care of them? Uh, that, that, that's the place that I want to be. So, um, But that'll be fun. Dude, thanks for this. That, that's, that's a fun project and a fun exercise that I'll put some time with. Uh, yeah, doing yeah I have
0: that. fun with it, man. I mean, I, I, it's one of my favorite things to teach people because mm. it is it's so powerful. It's it's so simple, but so powerful in helping guide who you want to be. I mean, it, it define helps you define your success for sure.
1: Well, and you know, I hate the concept of what what I'm I'm so annoyed with the phrase. I can't even think of what it is right now. Um, like you visualize yourself as successful and you manifest
0: that manifest yourself.
1: I fucking hate that shit. You know. Um, my, I was
0: just, My father asked me that one time. Hey, Dad, do you manifest killing a deer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm manifesting. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here in the woods, squatting, manifesting really hard for that, bark, that big buck to walk up.
1: I, dude, I can remember in my 20s, I was into the self-help game really big, and I was all into this, you know, you can manifest your destiny. And my buddy, who's about six foot six, you know, 400 pounds, walks up to me and goes, look, I can manifest all I want that I'm going to be a jockey. It ain't ever going to fucking happen. <laughs>
0: and that, and that's why, that's why I said in the ideal day, when you plan it, unrestricted, realistic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I like, I mean, even thinking about the ranch, cause I don't think about that enough as we want to do that. Right. It puts a different energy into the thought process because it's something we really want to do. So. Yeah.
0: I mean, I I did that a couple of years ago when we bought our ranch. Uh, I, I said, I started to visualize the type of uh, area I wanted and the parameters and, and all of a sudden things just started to jump off the page, you know, looking on Zillow uh, yep. in particular. And they would just, they would like leap off the page. And it's like, bam, that's it.
1: That's and, awesome.
0: I mean, that was, that's what it took was I wanted to, I, I wanted to understand where I wanted to be with that land and what I wanted to do, what it, what it felt like. I mean, people would ask me, well, what are you, what are you going to do? do you go? so I said, well, "Whatever the hell I want to do. All <laughs> right. Right. And if I want to ride around and I'll share this publicly, but I'm going to do it for you. If I want to ride around in my four wheeler naked with a bottle of whiskey in one hand and my AR-15 in another shooting and running, that's what I'm going to do on my land. So bad, be Because mine, I my do what the lane. hell I want. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. No, I hate, to hate it, that you have that visualization right now. I'm yeah, so Yeah, I sorry. want
1: to kind of burn my eyes out at the moment, but. <laughs> so, well, Otis, this was a blast, my friend. Dude, uh, I appreciate you coming on here and and hanging out with me for a little while. How do people find you? How do they get in touch with you? How do we blow up the Otis and Cam show?
0: Which, by the way, is a cool show with you and your boy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, we have a lot of fun. So I'll start with that one first. The Cam and Otis show. You can follow us on YouTube. Just just go to YouTube, the Cam and Otis show. Hit subscribe. Uh, we post two shows a week. We got some great guests. Someday Donnie will be on our show when we can.
1: I will apologize that I have missed two damn interview appointments with these guys. I don't yeah, know how the yeah. hell I did it, but I've done it. So my yeah, We'll get, you, on there.
0: We'll get you out there, man. Uh, and and I'll I'll just always remind you
1: that I'm too. sure. Well, I that's number it. one.
0: That's number one. Number two. Uh, Sign up via my website, our website, tribe-purpose.com. Sign up for my Monday Moments newsletter. That is a great, it is is my passion project. Every week I publish this newsletter with the lessons I learned from the previous week. So this week to help you kick off your week on Monday morning, Monday Moments, right? And so you got a lesson learned, you got a stoic quote. You got some business ideas in there. You never know; there might be something that you want to latch onto and build your business on. And it's just, it, it, it's, it's something I just really enjoy sharing because I'm sharing what I've learned with others so that they can have more success. Because I'm, I'm a firm believer, and you'll love this, Donnie is, is the fact that if I'm not sharing what I've learned with others so they can have more success, I'm being a selfish son of a bitch. Hundred percent. So. That's what Monday Moments does for me each and every week, man. I, I've been doing it for four years now. Every Monday that gets published, no matter whether I'm hunting, fishing, sitting on the beach, or maybe riding my ATV.
1: There you go. I like it. I like it. Well, folks, if you guys stuck around with us this long, do me a favor. Take a screenshot of Otis and very Cam- sitting here. Jesus, I can't talk. You've been sitting around this long. Take a screenshot of me and Otis sitting here wherever you're listening to us. Put that out on social media. Tag us in there. I promise you I will swing in and come say hello if I see it. Otherwise, we love you. I it. See you, bye.